Hey guys, my name is Casey. And I'm Daniel. And we're a married couple who recently started a true crime podcast called Dancy True Crime. That's D-A-N-S-I True Crime. I enjoy myself some true crime, so we hope you do too. Come on over and check us out. We can't wait to see you guys there. We take turns on Who Tells the Story every week. Our episodes are posted every Monday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. To subscribe or follow, check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Stitcher. Oh, don't worry, guys. We have a couple other places here. We are also available on Facebook, TikTok, and the Instagram. Our podcast is for mature audiences only. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Warning, the following is intended for mature audiences only. Your discretion is advised. Hey guys, Casey here. I just wanted to remind you that if you want to see our research links or photos that we have, they will be posted on our Facebook page. They are posted at the same time as our podcast on Anchor and Spotify. That is every Monday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we hope to see you guys there. Hey guys, I just want to remind you to follow our Facebook page. Join our group. It is Dancy True Crime. That is D-A-N-S-I True Crime. And also, you can hear us on Anchor or Spotify. Please rate us and subscribe or follow um, and share our episodes. Message us on Facebook. Let us know what you think, what we could change, what we could do better. Um, you will, do you have anything you want to add, babe? No, I think you did it. You said it just perfect. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you guys have a fantastic week and that you enjoy today's episode. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. I'm Casey. I'm Daniel. And we are Dancy True Crime. Um, how are you, Daniel? I'm doing good. Doing good. Hanging in there. It's been a busy day, but still got plenty of energy, so I'm ready to go. Yeah? Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. All it's right. been a very long day. Yeah. Well, tell me, who, who are we talking about? What kind of case we got going? So today we have a spree killer. Okay. Um, his name was Raymond Lee Stewart. He was born January 21st of 1952 in Burlington, North Carolina. So we got a new state going in All here. Right. However, he did move to Rockford, Illinois in the early 70s. Oof, okay. Um, so he was still, you know, teenager. And so he was a spree killer between January 27th and February 2nd of 1981. Yes. So literally like six days is when he went on his uh, spree killing. <sighs> That's crazy. Yeah. So as a child, he was physically and sexually abused by his father. Um, he was one of nine kids. That's a big family. It is. Now, did it say at all uh, what group he was? Well, which not stage? really. Okay. No. 
Um, I could, in all honesty, I could only find the name of one of his sisters, which we will touch base with at the end. Okay. So, he was physically and sexually abused as a child by his father. All of them were, unfortunately. That's horrible. And so, when he was 14, his father threw him out of the house. I couldn't find why, necessarily. Okay. But he did throw him out of the house. Maybe he was just at that age, potentially. I'm not sure. They probably got in a fight, and maybe he tried fighting back. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, But he told him never to come home. So, and as far as I could find, he never did go home. Okay. So, to survive, he ended up dropping out of high school in the ninth grade. And then was drifting from one job to another just to be able to survive. And so, he ended up serving six years in prison during the late 70s. Okay. Um... Or in jail for various armed robbery convictions and theft. I mean, when you're living, you know, one place to another because you, your dad kick you out, you know, you got to do something to be able to survive. Exactly. Um, So it's believed that what originally started his rampage was when his girlfriend secretly had her tubes tied after giving birth to their daughter. What? Yes. So he did not know that when, you know, she had their daughter that she also had her tubes tied. On January 27th, 1981, he went into a small town grocery store on the west side of Rockford called Fred's Groceries. Okay. And this was owned by Willie Fred. And at the time, Willie and his nephew, Albert Pearson, were both there. He was after Willie specifically because he had named him in a robbery. Oh. So they were both African American. Willie was 54 and Albert was 20. So, they had both been shot about five times in the head with a .38 caliber revolver. Now, was this execution style at all, or was it just... So, I mean, he shot him five times in the head, so it's not necessarily like... I mean, yes and no. Okay. Um, So, he did not have any connections to Pearson. He, He basically only killed him because he tried to run, and he did state that okay you know years later he, right. he only shot him because he was trying to run and he was a witness <clears throat> so the next day he went to a gas station and killed kevin kaiser who was 18 he was the gas station attendant and he same thing as a you know, his previous victims, he shot him several times in the head. Golly. And at this point, they weren't sure, like, why, like, because this, this person was white. Um, So it wasn't necessarily a race thing, because the first two, yes, they were African-American, right. but now he's going after the white. And, you know, originally they thought it was a race thing, which okay. it was, it ended up not being me. a race okay. thing, but 
not the way that they thought it was. Okay. So, and then again, the next day, he went to another gas station, which was like right down the road, and murdered Kenny Faust, who is 35, and he was a gas station attendant as well, and he was also white. He had numerous gunshots to her, to his upper body. So Raymond laid low for a few days. Okay. And then he popped up in Beloit, Wisconsin. Which I... Which is Chicago. like right on the other side of the border. Right. So, you know, he just went up to Wisconsin. So on February 2nd of 1981, so just a couple days later, he went to a radio shack... And he led 21-year-old Richard Bowick and 26-year-old Donald Rains to the back of a radio shack where they worked at in execution style, murdered them both, which means he shot them both in the head once. So, the police were not sure what to do at this point because all they had were, you know, shell casings. They didn't have any evidence, witnesses. So, as stated by uh, Lieutenant Dan Gray, who was a commander of detectives with the Rockford Police Department, quote, we had no evidence, no witnesses, and no leads. And then the killing stops as suddenly as they started. So, you know, that's an honest free killing, you know. There was no information on, like, how he was caught. Like, I looked literally everywhere. My husband, Daniel, he also ended up looking a little bit for me because I... I couldn't find anything either. Yeah, there was was nothing on how he got caught. So, I mean, if there's anybody out there that has heard this story, and if you have any information... Feel free to reach out and let us know, and so and we can. We will know. definitely put a bonus episode out if we do find out how he was. Definitely, the, yeah. Um, but we have to be able to fact check it, obviously. Yes. So later, Raymond would claim that he was on his way to kill his mother's landlord, but a voice in his head told him to stop killing people, so he didn't do it. He was actually just a few blocks away. Ooh. Yes. Some say that he was seeking revenge for identifying him as the person to hold up the gas stations prior, like, to his killings. And then others say it's because of the girlfriend um, having her tube side secretly. So, I mean... It's just... It could yeah, be a couple different things. At this point, like, that's what people are thinking. Um, he ended up getting two life sentences in Wisconsin... And received the death penalty in Illinois. In 1982, he escaped prison and they went on a two-hour manhunt. Um, and it took a profiler to basically determine on where he may be. Um, and he was back behind bars after a two-hour manhunt. After he was found hiding in an oil can <laughs> like it i don't like, know how they found him in the oil can but they found him in an oil can um thinking like a 50 gallon oil drum more or less and he was just maybe he, they probably what my guess is is the profiler basically told him where to find him and 
they looked there and they seen him running and possibly followed him and then found him in the oil can. Dang. That's that is an assumption that is not fact. Yeah. He was quiet for 14 years. And when he finally like basically came out and said this is what I did. Albert Pearson's mother Constance Mitchell said that she had finally come to grips of the murderer's son after a long distance conversation with Raymond. He had helped convince her that he was mentally deranged at the time of the shooting. She had even forgiven him for what he did. Quote, Ray Lee did something very hurtful to me. Unquote. She also said, quote, I must learn to forgive him or I will carry this pain until I, with me until I die. Killing Ray Lee, she pointed, will accomplish nothing. Unquote. So... She basically, she forgave him and told him that if they do give him the death penalty, that it won't accomplish anything because he realizes what he done and he is feeling remorse for it. The audio recording was on September 7th of 1996 and this was actually just days before he was executed. Okay. So... He said in that audio recording that he had sent one of his victim's mothers that he committed the murders to avenge the assassination of Martha, Martin Luther King Jr. and President John F. Kennedy, who were two prominent figures killed by white gunmen in the 60s. So he was basically racist against white people because they assassinated two of his idols, basically. Right. So, he said, quote, I was there to get back at Caucasians for what they had done. The victims had not done anything to me, and I want to apologize. Unquote. He also said, quote, it was as if I was playing games with the police in my way of thinking. I deserve the death penalty. Unquote. Wow. So, he thinks that he deserves it because uh, he did it and doesn't really have a reason why. He said, quote, all of these crimes were morally and legally wrong. I want to apologize. Well, at least he's saying that he does want to apologize. So, I mean, I know for some situations it doesn't mean a lot. Right, but right. But for, like, the and mother, it... Exactly. And no matter what his intentions were, he does show remorse now. Right. Um, at this point. Yes. In this tape, he said that he'd killed his first two victims, which, again, were both African-Americans, because the store owner once implicated him in a crime in the 70s. So that part, the people who were guessing, was true. Okay. So the other store employee, who was Albert Pearson, was shot because he tried to run. This is where he said that he was on his way to his mother's landlord on the seventh day of his spree. And the mysterious voice told him to stop shooting people while he was just blocks away. So one of his sisters named Faith said, although her brother's actions were inexcusable, he should be spared the death penalty. So not only did his, you know, the victim's family want him spared of the death penalty, so did obviously his family. His 
she also said, quote, his brutal, brutal behavior stems from a violent childhood he experienced while growing up in Burlington, North Carolina, and later in the Rockford area. And this is where she said that her father often physically and sexually abused his nine children. Wow. So, again, it wasn't just right. It was just Raymond. It was all nine of them. That's so verbal. Before his execution, he had asked to pray with Cardinal Joseph Bernardin. Bernardin, sorry. <laughs> and he was the religious leader for Catholics in the Chicago in the Chicago area, who only who had a month prior announced he was dying of terminal cancer and he only had a few months left to live. But he, regardless, he wanted to speak with a religious leader. He was executed by lethal injection at the age of 44 on September 18th of 1996 at the Statesville Correctional Center in Crest Hill. Okay. And that's in Illinois. And he was pronounced dead at 12.30 a.m. And his last words were, quote, Hello to everyone. May you all have peace because of this. May my family's victims have peace. Fun fact. He was the eighth person to be executed in Illinois since the state reinstituted the death penalty in 1977. Wow. So, yeah. So, he killed four people in Rockford, Illinois, and two in Beloit, Wisconsin. Okay. And it would have been the other one as his mom's landlord. Right. But, again, that voice told him to stop. stop. Yeah. So, there is a book on this that I did not read. Okay. It's called Killer on the Loose, the true story of serial killer Raymond Lee Stewart. And that is by a Chicago journalist named Greg Kelly. Unfortunately, that is all I could find. And, I mean, there just wasn't a whole lot more out there. I wanted to go deeper into it, but I read so many... Everything said the, basically the same thing. Yeah. Well, then it happens, but I do got a couple questions. And I'll Absolutely. see if you have any answers. Okay. Okay, so... We, we all know that he was executed here in Illinois. Mm -hmm. As you stated earlier, that he had two life sentences up in Wisconsin and then the, the death penalty here in Illinois. So why was it, though, that he ended up getting the death penalty here in Illinois versus staying up in Wisconsin and having the double life sentence? Again, I mean, I'm not entirely sure on that, but because he had the death penalty, I mean, he was on death row. Yeah. For 14 years, and he only came out and said what he said, you know, just like 10 days before he, he was did. executed. Yeah. So, I mean, there was just not a whole lot of information on, like, why he was, the, you know, executed specifically before he, you know, spent right. more time in prison. But it's probably because he was on death row regardless. And he, I mean, that's... What he deserved anyway. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, I'm I'm kind of 
both on this because he did have remorse and he did feel bad for what he did. Maybe, you know, I feel like, yes, he did kill six people, but he, I, I think that maybe possibly, you know, something bigger was going on. Maybe he had schizophrenia or something right. like that. I mean, again, that's an assumption. That's yep. not a fact. Right. Because neither so. of us are doctors or lawyers or anything like this. We, we can't. Right, this right. Is but just the all... fact that he said that there was the voice in his head that told him to stop. Right. Tells me that there were might have been a voice in his head telling him to do it. Yeah. And again, you never know. Right. So did he have any kids? I know you said he had a girlfriend. He did have a daughter. Because okay. remember, he, she... They thought that he had started his spree because she got her tubes tied shortly yes. after or right after or something. But we don't have any more information outside right. of that, though. Okay. Right. Her identity and everything's protected. Right. So, like, obviously she was a baby when all this went down. So, obviously, you know, she deserves to have her identity protected. <clears throat> so, did you have any more questions? I, I, like you said, you know, I did look over the case a little bit, so it was all about the same. Yeah. But it, it was still a good case. I just, I really wish we could have found more. Yeah, you and me both. So we will definitely continue to try to do deep dives. We have a whole slew of cases that oh have been given to us gosh. over this past week. So we're yes. super excited. Yes. So, because um, Casey and I, we spent probably about five, 10 minutes just looking over our website. And then we came up with like 20 names. Well, she came up with 11. Right. But my plan, what I would like to do is do all the ones that other people requested yes. first. Yes. And use ours as backup. But we did get some, uh, what was it, about two or three from our buddy Kevin? Over at Dark Windows? Something like that. Yes. I think it was like three or three, something like yeah. that. So we definitely were going to get those a little bit later on. And then I know when the time comes, maybe reach out to them. Get a little help on some of those just because since they... We'll see. Or maybe even get them to come in. That would be cool. That would be really cool. So Kevin, if you listen, if you want to join us maybe on some of those, that would be amazing. Yeah, maybe you can tell the story for us and we can talk to you about it even. Yeah. Do a collaboration or something yes. like that. That would be really cool. Yeah. Maybe if nothing else, we'll send him a message too. Absolutely. So, but I don't so. believe I have any other questions then. Daniel, who are we talking about next week? We are talking about Johnny Frank Garrett. Okay. And what is this case about? He was wrongfully convicted of a murder. And this is actually going to take us down south. We are going to the great state of Texas. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Oh, yes. This was a very interesting one. Indeed, I am still working on it, and there's a movie that I really want to check out because it, it okay, sounds well, like it's we'll really good. We'll definitely, absolutely check it out. Okay. So, guys, we want to introduce a new ambassadorship that we have. So, if you guys use our discount code Dancy True Crime D A N S I True Crime, and Go on there and order yourself something. You'll get a 10% discount. And this is a smaller company. And we're super excited about it because we're trying to help them while they help us. So, basically, they are a company who want to basically tell you that, hey, you guys, we only live once. So, 
enjoy life while you have it. Yep. And, you know, I really like their designs and all that. So they have stickers, hoodies, t-shirts, hats, decals, all kinds of stuff on there. Go on their website. It, if you click down below on our link tree, that will tell you everything that they have. But just make sure that you use our discount code, Dancy True Crime. Yes. So cool. Is there anything that you would like to add? No. No. That, that's it for today. Sorry that it's a shorter episode today. There just wasn't much information. I really, really tried. And that's just really all I could find today, unfortunately. Again, my name is Casey. And I'm Daniel. And we are Dancy True Crime. We'll see you guys next Bye. week. Bye. Hey guys, I just want to remind you to follow our Facebook page, join our group. It is Dancy True Crime. That is D-A-N-S-I True Crime. And also you can hear us on Anchor or Spotify. Please rate us and subscribe or follow um, and share our episodes. Message us on Facebook. Let us know what you think, what we could change, what we could do better. Um, you will, do you have anything you want to add, babe? No, I think you did it. You said it just perfect. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we hope you guys have a fantastic week and that you enjoy today's episode. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Hey guys, Casey here. I just wanted to remind you that if you want to see our research links or photos that we have, they will be posted on our Facebook page. It, they are posted at the same time as our podcast on Anchor and Spotify. That is every Monday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we hope to see you guys there.